Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. about to inspire you with the stories of real people. Welcome to A Current Life with your host, Jimmy Gould. In the next hour, you will meet one of the most interesting and successful people in the world. Listen as Jimmy gets their real story of success, both the highs and the lows. We hope that you take with you some of the ideas we will share today and embrace your own journey. Now, here's Jimmy. Welcome to another edition of A Current Life. I'm your host, Jimmy Gould, and I'm very excited and honored to introduce you to my very special guest and my son, Lucas Gould. Lucas is a high school varsity basketball player and student at Indian Hill High School and advocate for Hoops for the Homeless with Oscar Robertson for the benefit of Talbert House. Lucas, welcome to Current Life. Thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate it. As an avid basketball fan and as a strong supporter of the Talbert House, I'm extremely proud to call you my son and to have you here on my show. Uh, and I know that the work that you're doing as an advocate for the homeless and for Hoops for the Homeless is helping many of our veterans and many of our homeless. And so I thank you on behalf of everybody for your work on this. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, well, let me start this show, Lucas, as you know, uh, is about life's journeys, uh, life journey uh, ups and downs that we all have to overcome to get where each of us is meant to be. So on that note, I'd like to start with your early years and ask you, uh, first of all, how long have you been playing basketball and why is it your favorite sport? I know you've played football and other sports, but why is it your favorite sport? Tell us a little bit about your passion for basketball. Well, I've been playing for probably about 10 years since I was like seven or six. And it's just always been my favorite sport. I love the activity and how it gets you in shape. And I just love watching it. I watch it all the time, college, NBA. And just playing it is one of the most fun things I have doing. So, And then uh, my passion I have for it is just I've always loved to compete at it whenever I'm playing, no matter if it's with my friends or just in the backyard. I'm always competing. And it's just one of the favorite, my favorite things to do. Do you find it more competitive than when you played football or some of the or baseball or some of the other things when you were growing up? Yeah, I find it definitely more because I just it's just my favorite sport, so I just like competing at it the most. Football, it was, it was I love playing football back in the day. I was quarterback for the team, and I love competing at it. But once I got older, I really developed a, a love and a passion for basketball, and I've just loved it ever since. So what did playing basketball growing up really teach you about yourself and about others? Well, it taught me how to play as a team and work with other people. I think that helps me in life because if I can learn to work with other people, then it will just benefit me for the rest of my life. And and um, it's just something that I've always loved to do. 
is that do you find where what would you say is the hardest thing and then what would you say is the most fun thing to do while you're playing basketball? The hardest thing is just when you it's the adversity that you get put through in games when you're playing a really tough team or you let the the referees get to your head and just working through the adversity I think is the hardest thing and working as a team to overcome that. And the easiest thing I think is just is having fun. I think it's really easy to have fun playing basketball because it's just one of the things you just go out there and do, and it's a lot of fun. So you play on the high school team on the varsity. Um, I know you have a good relationship with your coach, Coach Birch, and I know that it's been fun playing in front of all your friends and for school, and you also play on the AAU team, the Profits, and have many friends on that team. Would you say that basically you play basketball year-round? Yeah, I do. Uh, in the fall, I kind of get a short break from a from the end of AAU to the beginning of school basketball, but I'm still training and working out. But other than that, yeah, every, pretty much every day. So kind of before the basketball years, and I know to some people this may sound a little strange because I am your father and I find this unique, but I am so proud of the work you're doing as an advocate for the homeless and for our veterans. What do you? What was your childhood like growing up? You obviously you have an older brother, Dylan, um, who's hopefully listening to the show. But what, what was your childhood look? When you look back on it, what was it like to you? Well, it was a really good childhood. I'm very fortunate to have all the things that I've had in my life and great parents, my mom and you, and then my brother Dylan. He's always been good to me, or tried to have been good to me. Um, and just playing sports growing up and being able to do things, that, just being fortunate to being able to do things like go to Reds games, go to Bengals games, it's just been really great. So my childhood was really good. Was there anything as you look back that was difficult for you? Um, yeah, I mean, playing, well, being the quarterback with a football team was definitely difficult because all the pressure gets put on you. I think that was one of the most difficult things I've had to do. And anything in your personal life that was a challenge for you or things that you had to overcome or, you know, just, you know, I know growing up is an experience and all of us face it and all of us have our things we overcome. I'm just curious if there's anything in particular because you know how I feel. I feel adversity makes somebody stronger if it doesn't kill them. And I think that we all are faced with that. And I've tried to instill in you that sense that you're capable of doing anything you want as long as you put your mind to it and do the hard work. So I'm just curious, is there anything as you look back that in particular um, was a real challenge for you that you really had to work hard at? Um, Probably my biggest challenge has just been getting through school all those years. School has always been something that I've done well at, but it's always been something that I've struggled at, not like for the grades, but just being able to to use my time well with school and in sports. And I just think that pretty much every kid's big, like, problem, not problem, but challenge they've gone through is school just because they have so many other things to do. And I just think that's something that's helped me learn to do. Well, that's a good point because I think different than when I was growing up, you have so many more distractions today. Do you think that those distractions have made you different than maybe me when I was growing up because we didn't have all the electronic gadgetry and all the different things? And I notice when I watch you, you're sometimes doing three or four things at the same time. And I think that, uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you've achieved very well. And I'm just curious how you look at it. 
Yeah, definitely. I think that nowadays with all the technology, the Twitter, the Facebook, and all the phones and TVs and all that stuff and the Internet, I just think it's changed my childhood a lot because we're just so used to being able to do many different things at once. And, and like, when you were a kid, just you guys, you didn't have, like, Internet or, like, phones and Twitter and all that stuff. I just think it's changed a lot. Yeah. I'm curious, do you oftentimes, when you're on your own, thinking about, and I think maybe this is what, you know, kind of got you interested in working on your project, Hoops for the Homeless, which was something that I know is very important to you, did it come as maybe a result of you thinking about some of those people, some of those kids that are less fortunate that didn't have some of the opportunities you had? Yeah, I've always been, I always think about that. I've been so thankful for everything I've had, and Playing with the profits has really put a lot of things into perspective for me, and just how and how great it is, and how thankful I am for the things I have. And I've always wanted to give back to the community and give back to other people who are less fortunate than me. You know, for those people that are listening, the profits are really a team that's been put together from kids from all different walks of life, from around the city, from some of the you know best players and some of the best teams that come together and play on a national level in tournaments. And I know that you've developed many friendships. I think uh, one, you know, we're very, both of us very grateful to Ozzy Davis and Tim Johnson, who are your, who's really the owner of the team and really the coach of the team. I think this is, what, your third year playing for them? Yes, it is, since eighth grade. And then and last year I played on a different team. Exactly. And I think that, you know, it's kind of a neat experience to to kind of get outside your comfort zone uh, you're able to play in North Avondale and practice there where I grew up, and it's very different because I think a lot of the younger people haven't had some of the benefits and have had to struggle a lot more, and I think that, you know, it's been interesting my watching you develop your friendships with a lot of the people, and you really do have a close friendship with a lot of them. Yeah, I do. I mean, I agree with that. I've developed a lot of new friendships I never really thought that I would develop when I was a kid, and it's been great because I get to hear all the stories that they that they tell to me about what it's like growing up, and it just puts a lot of different things into perspective for me. It's been really great. Do you think that, um, you know, if you look back on it, and I know I very seldom ever see you without a basketball, can you imagine your life kind of growing up without being able to play basketball? Can you imagine that? young people who maybe have an impairment or a disability and they're not able to, to have and enjoy the passion of the sport. Can you imagine what that's like? And can you imagine what it would be like for you if you didn't have it? Yeah, I mean, I, I try to imagine what it would be like without without basketball. I don't think it would be very good. I think I would have stuck with football probably, but I just never had the passion for football or the love for football as I do with basketball. So me imagining me growing up without basketball would probably be very horrible. Um, how do you feel, I mean, for those that are trying to, you know, obviously this show gets promoted across the country through AdSpace Mall Network and is sponsored by Smartwater, and I know that this runs on all the mall screens across the country, and this show goes into over 180 countries. For those people listening, you know, you're close to six foot eight, and, and I assume that presents problems at times for you and also are as an advantage being a junior in high school and being six foot eight, and also I think a very good shooter, how do you look at it? Uh, do you look at it as a positive? Uh, do you look at it as a negative? Do you feel good about it? Are these things you get tired of being asked how tall you are? Um, I mean, I don't mind it. I get asked a lot. I mean, whenever I meet people or just 
walking around like the mall or something, I just hear people like ask me how tall I am and do you play basketball and it just it's good but it gets old after a while but I definitely wouldn't change it. I love being tall. Yeah, so you didn't mind when you were getting on the plane the other day and hitting your head on the uh, top of the plane thing? No, that's fine. I'm used to it. I hit my head a lot. So. <laughs> um, well, I hate to ask you, but does it help you with girls? Uh, sometimes. Some girls say that they like tall guys. Others <laughs> say they don't really mind it. So, I mean, yeah, so far it's helped. Okay. Um, I know I'm your dad, so I know you're not going to share that with me anyway, but the, especially on this show. So let me ask you, um, talk to me about Hoops for the Homeless. Uh, kind of what made you come up with the idea, working with the Talbert House, and kind of, you know, also a little bit about what Talbert House is in Cincinnati, Ohio, and, and, and what Hoops for the Homeless really means to you. Well, I've heard, I knew what Talbert House was from from you and then my Aunt Barbara and my mom. They've always had, you guys have always had something to do with it. And I always kind of knew about it, but I really wanted to get involved with them. The Talbert House, it's been around for about 50 years. And it just, in Cincinnati, it serves uh, substance abuse, mental health, and and uh, veterans. And I just think that last year they served 31,000 people and wow. another 51,000 people through prevention and crisis services. And I've always, I wanted to get involved with them because when I went out there to look, look at it, I saw that they didn't really have anything for recreation, no like basketball or no gym or anything like that. And me having such a love for basketball, I thought that would be great if we... Yeah. So I imagine you know, I mean, I'm not telling you something because I know you do your homework, that I learned from you and from others that 60% of our homeless are veterans. Uh, It seems to be an odd thing that we live in a country where people go overseas or go into the military, serve our country to protect us and come back and don't have a home to live in. How do you feel about that? I think that all veterans who go over, or all people who go overseas to fight for our country, I think that when they return, that they should definitely have a place to live, a place to sleep, food to eat, and all that. I think it's horrible that they end up becoming homeless veterans who fight for our country every day. Do you feel that because um, your love for basketball, that you're joining together with Talbert House um, as kind of a pilot project in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, really gave you a different perspective that, you know, uh, was your goal to create a more healthy lifestyle as an opportunity for the people that are living at Talbert House? Yeah, I do. I think that building a healthy lifestyle is something that everybody needs to do. No matter what, I think that it's a great thing, and I'm so fortunate that me playing basketball has kept me healthy, and I want that for everybody for everybody else. Well, you know, uh, first of all, the, the Talbert House is a unique place. Uh, it serves uh, many people. It's really got a network of over 25 services that meets the many needs across our region and really does provide um, an opportunity for people who are recovering from substance abuse or mental health or welfare, community corrections, whatever, a chance to come back into the community. And they had no really place to have physical activity. And, and I know when you and, and your Aunt Barbara and, uh, and I talked with Neil Tillo, who's the head of it, you know, we really understood, and Tracy and a lot of the people there, this was an opportunity to really create an outdoor space at their new Parkway Center. And um, I thought the idea that you came up with really would give the men 
uh, a kind of a safe place to play basketball, cornhole, other outdoor activities. Uh, have a Veterans Memorial Garden to pay tribute to not only the Veterans of Parker Center, but across the whole community. So I really think the project is an opportunity to bring the community together to help men who have had a great, really suffered great obstacles and and are trying their best to overcome them. So I commend you on your project. Uh, how are you doing with the fundraising? We're, um, well, our goal for the project is $60,000. That's our goal. And so far, we're about a third of the way there, or just about a fourth of the way, like $30,000. So we're getting there. I mean, it's going to take a lot of hard work, but we'll do it. Well, I think our latest count was we probably have halfway to go. But I know we're going to break ground because we have faith, and you know, I'm, um, as you know, a big believer in in the spiritual side of life. And I think this is a project uh, initiated by a 16-year-old, now 17, and there aren't many young people your age who want to spend their time doing this. And I'm proud of you, and I'm proud of your friends who are helping you, and I'm proud of the people that are a part of this. Uh, uh, I'm going to ask you the obvious question: Why Oscar Robertson? Um, well, Oscar Robertson, he, well, as everybody knows, I think he's one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game. I mean, and uh, he's just been a family friend of, of you and just of our family for a long, long time. And I knew that he always likes to get involved with the community. And I just thought that asking him would be great because everybody in Cincinnati and in Ohio knows who he is. And if, if we teamed up together, I think it would be, it'd be really good to get this done. Were you scared when you had to ask him about it? No, I didn't, I didn't even think twice when I asked him. He's so dedicated to the same issues that I am, and obviously he loves basketball just like I do. Well, he's a very special man. He is a very close friend of our families. And quite frankly, when I was about your age, quite frankly, um, I shot baskets with him one day for two hours and, um, you know, he's a dear friend, and he taught me uh, how to shoot better, but more importantly, he taught me how to care about people, and he's a huge asset to this community, and uh, this community should be very grateful to a person like that. So I think you chose the right person. I know he's one of your heroes. You've always talked about him. Uh, I think what's particularly nice is that I know you watch basketball on a daily basis, but... I think you recognize that the veteran players like Oscar and some of the other players like Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain really, you know, were just huge, Michael Jordan, huge contributors to the game and the sport that you love. And so you're really paying respects to him as well as to the greats that played this game. And um, I think it's going to make a big difference. And I do believe that you'll get to your goal. I know you're doing a lot of work. We've sent out a lot of emails um, Last count, some 7,000 emails you were a part of sending out. Uh, letters have gone out to people. We're asking people to uh, who listen to the show to contact talberthouse.org. Uh, it'll pop up homeless, uh, Hoops for the Homeless, with your picture with Oscar. And all they have to do is uh, donate. If it's a dollar, ten dollars, a hundred dollars, we've had people do anywhere from a dollar to a thousand dollars. And we want to get to our goal. We want to be able to continue to work towards this project. And then we'd like to consider taking this project in other communities and, and getting some of your fellow basketball players and other related communities regionally and across the country to participate in Hoops for the Homeless so that we can really change the lives of many people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
So I think that's great, and I think your project is great, uh, uh, and I think you've picked a, picked a great partner to be with. I want to ask you, uh, when you talk to Oscar, what was uh, his response? And I know you had the chance on that day to shoot some baskets and with him while he was there. Uh, what was your feeling? What did it feel like to be with Oscar on the court? Well, it was great because I didn't really have the opportunity to watch him live when he played, but i definitely seen some videos of him when he played, and I know all of his stats, how he averaged a triple-double in a season, the only player to ever do that. And for for me, as such a big basketball fan, to be on the same court as probably the greatest basketball player ever was very big, Was made me very happy. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done. So for people that don't know, um, uh, I want to explain them what Parkway Center is. Uh, Parkway Center is a 60-bed facility for homeless men in Cincinnati run by Talbert House. Around half the men are veterans at any given time. It's a transitional shelter for homeless men ready to become self-sufficient. And there they can address the reasons that they became homeless, whether it's through substance abuse, mental health, education, training, and or employment and income. Uh, It's really a terrific facility. It's a facility that we're your idea of building this recreational park for them and ability to play basketball with two hoops is really going to give them a chance to incorporate a more healthy living lifestyle for them and to to recreate and to feel good about their lives and to have the hope that you have and that you've grown up with. Um, As you think about that, and if you could have a wish, what would that wish be? That once we get this basketball court built that... Everybody just loves that. Everybody, all the veterans there, just learn to be active and to enjoy the game of basketball just like I do and have fun with it. Well, let me ask you, so why did you choose to do this project for the Talbert House and really for the homeless veterans? Um, Well, we've been, our family's been personally involved with Talbert House for many years. And when I went over and saw it, well, I noticed, like I said earlier, that they didn't really have any act, physical activity, any way of doing that. And with basketball being such a big part in my life, I thought that doing something that I love and teaming up with Oscar Robertson and the people at Talbert House would be a great idea to build this for the homeless veterans at Talbert House. And so together we could all be active and have fun playing basketball. Um, let me ask you, have you been involved specifically with the planning and the designing for this project? Yes, I have. Uh, our um, Jeff Decker, who's the builder for, who's going to build the basketball court. We have been meeting and talking about what we're going to do, and it's going to be two two hoops on a half court, and um, two hoops on a half court, and it's uh, with Oscar and I, and we went out there together and we walked the distance, see how 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 big it was supposed to be, and we've just been talking about what we're going to do. So when you get it built, when Jeff Decker builds it, and I should say that Decker Homes, Jeff Decker has been a tremendous part of what we're doing. Um, Really, this project uh, has been so heavily led by your aunt, Barbara uh, Gould, who uh, has been, I think, an inspiration to you and all of us because of her dedication to the various causes around the community. And I know it's been an inspiration to you personally to be involved and to think about other people who are less fortunate and have less opportunity to have the kind of life you had. Um, you know, are you going to have a 
some kind of special celebrity game, you think? You think you're going to get Oscar back on the court? Yeah, once uh, we build the court, I think we're going to do a three-on-three game. Hopefully Oscar will play. Hopefully I can go against him so I can show him my skills and hopefully I can beat him. But um, it just we're going to try to get some celebrities and maybe some of the kids I play basketball with, and we're just going to have a fun three-on-three game for the opening of the court. Well, you know, I'm trying to get Ray J and Tyrese Gibson to come and show up. So, you know, we're going to do our best to bring a lot of people here because this is going to be a kickoff for across the country to really help change the lives of so many people. I mean, you know, uh, there's an expression, you know, a day at a time. And in this particular case, I think that you should feel very good at your young age of 17 that you really are taking the time out of your life. I know at your age, you know, you think about school and girls and basketball and the things that are fun to do, and that's what you should be doing. But the fact that you've taken the time to dedicate yourself to this cause makes me very proud of you, and I think that it's going to be something that you're going to look back on and feel very good about. I hope that people, again, will come to um, donate at talberthouse.org, um, and uh, it's www.talberthouse.org. And I think that it'll make a big difference. Uh, we need all the help we can get to get us to our goal. And um, again, I thank you for your work with us. Um, do you have any veterans in, in your family, in our family, that have inspired this idea? Yes, I do. Uh, my grandfather was a lieutenant commander in the Navy during World War II. And so, him being a, such a veteran himself, I think that it's something that really made me want to do this. Well, I can tell you, uh, you didn't know your grandfather. He w- he had passed in, uh, before you were born, and I know it was, a, uh, to me, a great sense of loss that he did not have the opportunity to know you and Dylan. Um, uh, and uh, it, as I think back on it, I remember the pictures of him and his naval outfit during World War II and the fact that he was very dedicated, as were so many of our you know, family members during the war and so many people that were lost during the war and it was such an important cause and so many of the, of the battles that we've had then. We've had people who have given their lives and continue to put themselves on the line for our, you know, for ourselves as far as for our freedom and our country. And so I think that it's particularly nice that you uh, have been inspired by him and I think you would have felt a kinship to him had you had the opportunity to get to know him. But you know how I feel about that. I believe that there's always angels looking down upon you, and I think that's why we'll reach our goal. So I'm, I'm proud, again, of you of being able to recognize my father, your grandfather, on this project. Um, uh, I would say, other than Oscar, do you have other heroes or people that have influenced you in your life and growing up uh, that come to mind as I ask you that question? Well, my aunt, Barbara Gould, she has been a pillar of service in the community for many decades, and one of her most notable initiatives is for those who are homeless. She actually joined Talbert House's foundation board nearly 10 years ago, and she's now on the advisory board, and she's just one of the most outstanding advocates for Parkway Center and the men who are served there, and her being all this, I think, really influenced me and really made me want to get involved with her and you and Oscar and everybody else that's been helping us. Well, I know your mother's very proud of you, and I know she's been very supportive, and I know your 
other family members have too felt the same way. How have your friends, Brent, been with you? They've shown you support for this? Yeah, they have. I mean, they think it's really great what I'm doing. They've been keeping track, and I've been telling them about it. And a lot of their, a lot of uh, my friends and their families have actually donated money for us and for the Talbot and for the basketball court. And so I think that's really great. And my basketball coach, he's been really into it, and I've been talking to him about it. So they've been really good. Well, that's terrific. Well, um, it's time for us to take a commercial break. This is Jimmy Gould with my special guest. My son, Lucas Gould, you're listening to A Current Life brought to you by Smart Water and Ads Baseball Network. Please stay tuned. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Do you have career aspirations that seem beyond what you think you can afford? At Ohio Midwestern College, you can transform your hard work into a bachelor's degree in business administration, education, or Christian ministries. Call 1-888-887-4300 or check out www.omw.edu to learn how you can afford a fully accredited degree today. Ohio Midwestern College. Affordable. Professional. Genuine. Our open enrollment starts today. Call us now at 1-888-887-4300 or on the web at www.omw.edu. That's 1-888-887-4300 or on the web at www.omw.edu. At Wild Things, we've been making alpine clothing and packs right here in the USA since 1981. In fact... We began by stitching together extremely light climbing gear that guys on the mountain were trying to make on their own. It was a big deal in 1981, making Wild Things the gear of choice for some of the world's most demanding alpine climbers. Of course, the climbs and the climbers are now the stuff of legend. Inspiration for the next group to realize the freedom of moving over rock and ice in a fast and light way. The rest, three decades of elation, Misery, epics, and near misses, we put back into everything we make. Light, durable, functional, packable. Wild Things gear is made and tested by those who live in it. Available exclusively at wildthingsgear.com. Stay wild. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to A Current Life with Jimmy Gould. If you have a question or comment for Jimmy or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd like to send an email, the address is acurrentlife at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to A Current Life. This is your host, Jimmy Gould, and I'm here with my special guest and son, Lucas Gould, advocate for Hoops for the Homeless project that benefits the homeless men and uh, veterans at the Parkway Center for Talbert House. Uh, this is a project that we're asking our many listeners across the globe to be able to contribute to Lucas's project. Lucas is a 17-year-old student in Cincinnati, Ohio, and a basketball player who came up with the idea of Hoops for the Homeless as a way for our veterans and our homeless uh, to be able to recreate, find a healthy lifestyle, 
by building a basketball court and a facility for them to be able to uh, participate in. Uh, you can go to www.talberthouse.com. It's www.talberthouse, T-A-L-B-E-R-T-H-O-U-S-E, one word, dot com. Uh, Lucas, how will this project impact the homeless veterans at Parkway Center? I know this project won't change the past for these men who are there. However, it will give them a hope for the future and a great outdoor space for physical activity and a place to enjoy with family members who visit will assist in their recovery and or stabilize in their lives so they can focus on becoming self-sufficient. So in a sense, it's really going to give them a sense of, of belonging and of community because a lot of us take the physical activity for granted, and they really haven't had that opportunity to do that. So you look at it, this as a way for them to really become more self-sufficient in life? Yeah, I think it does, because playing basketball and doing other physical activity really helps you be self-sufficient and just working on things, and I think that would be really good. Um, What have you learned about yourself throughout this project? Well, I learned how to work with other people, people who I really haven't ever met before, like the people at Talbert House. And um, and I've learned that just how to, if you give back to, if you're uh, grateful for what you have, giving back to communities is so good. And uh, I've always wanted to do that. And I just learned about myself that you can always do, you can always do more for the community. Do you feel that we as a community do enough for the homeless and for our veterans? Uh, personally, and honestly, no, I don't think that we do enough for them. I think there's a lot more we can do, and this is just this, us building this basketball court is just the start of more things to come. So I'm going to switch gears on you for a little bit before we kind of um, come to some uh, other questions and talk to you a little bit about what life as a, as a junior in high school is like. Uh, I guess I can take this prerogative because it's my show, and I control the show, so therefore... You're my guest, and I'm going to ask you a few questions, and maybe that will help us kind of encourage other young people to contribute and give to the community. What do you feel every day when you go to school? Do you feel that uh, – what do you really feel that you want to achieve when you get up in the morning very early, I might add? I think it's actually too early, but that's a different subject. What do you hope to gain when you go to school? Well, when I go to school, I hope to gain intelligence and and just getting smarter. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of school, it is something that we all need to do, and I'm very thankful that I go to such a great school, Indian Hill. But um, in the, when I wake up, I just hope that I can just get better from the day before. If it's get better in basketball, get better in school, or just get better as a person. I just every day I hope to to get better. So is it hard for you, and do you think for our younger people today with so many, so much information out there, so many different opportunities out there, to lose sight of what's important in life, to lose sight of the values that are important in life that kind of keep you on a kind of a straight and narrow path? I mean, we all, I know I did when I was your age, I kind of went off the straight path many times, but I do think sometimes making mistakes, I think as a society... As long as you're not too serious, we have to be able to have be a forgiving society. Do you feel that we're a forgiving society? Do you feel that the people that are in charge understand you? And do you feel that you understand them? And do you feel that you really uh, 
are grateful that you have the kind of teachers you have because another thing that really troubles me, like the way we deal with our homeless and veterans, is I don't think we really take care of our teachers the way we need to take care of them. Yeah, I mean, I think that the teachers I have, they're good, and I'm really thankful that I have such good teachers because they teach me a lot, and I think people and kids my age generally get distracted and and just go off and doing different things because of everything, all the technology that, that we now have and all the stuff you can look up. I feel like a lot of the kids don't feel the need to listen to their teachers or go to school, and I think that's a major problem. And um, and I, I do agree with the, that we don't give enough credit to teachers because without them, we'd be going down a lot worse path. Well, you know, there are certain, as I look back on my life, um, you know, to me, education was really about the experiences that I shared with people at school. Um, obviously, you learn in your classroom, and you learn how to read, and you learn how to write, and you learn about, you know, certainly you're very good in math. And, but it's really the experiences of, 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 of life and that really, especially when you go on to college and things like that, that really helps shape you in, in later on in life and make you understand and care about people because we're only as good as our weakest link. So the person that's next to us, who may be the weakest person in our class, it has to be protected by the strongest person in our class. And I would assume at six foot eight and being two hundred and thirty pounds and being a respected basketball player, you see uh, today, or maybe you don't. I guess I would ask you: Do you see a lot of the bullying that we read about every day? Do you see? You know, the the weaker kids or the kids that aren't as accepted being picked on and stuff like that, and how do you feel about that? I mean, at Indian Hill, I don't see as much of the bullying as I hear on TV and I hear about from other schools that happen from the kids that I play basketball with, but I do see sometimes the kids who are not, in a sense, weaker, but are just... We try. To, we tend to think, not me personally, not really my friends, but just as a society, that if you're not doing what everybody else is doing, then it's, you're different and you're weird. But I don't agree with all that. I think that we should be able to do what we want, or not what we want, but we should be able to act, like, dress the way and and be and just be what we, what we feel like we need to be instead of thinking that we need to be like everybody else. And I don't agree with how everybody gets, how people get bullied when they're, when they're maybe different or they dress differently than everybody else. So you're a big believer in people's freedom to express themselves the way they feel they need to. Yes, I do. Yes, I am. And and you would protect people from being challenged uh, because I assume that's how you feel about our veterans and how important it is that they're protecting our freedoms around the world and actually in those countries too. So um, I assume that that's one of the reasons why you felt so important that you do something and give something back. Yes, very much, because when I see people who are getting picked on, I just just look at the person who's picking on them and just ask them why, like, what's the reason for this? I try to stop them because I believe that everybody should be able to express themselves. So I hear you got a pretty cool principal at your school. You want to tell me a little bit about your principal? Yeah, he's pretty cool, Dr. Shelton. Uh, he's a really nice guy. He's very supportive and hoops for the homeless. He's been asking me a lot of questions about it asked me how to donate and wants me to do an interview on our school like TV newscast, and I'm thinking about doing it, but he's a really nice guy. He's always been supportive in basketball and in school and in this, and I'm just really thankful to have him as my principal. 
You know, I find it interesting because when we were growing up, we didn't like our principles. We always found them to be hard and mean, and and I'm sure we were wrong about that because we probably deserve whatever we got. But I've had the pleasure of getting to know your principle, and I think you're one of the most fortunate people in the world because I see uh, a real decency and a real uh, feeling of... Um, I mean, he really cares about you, and he really has passion for what you do, and he enjoys it. I think the most important thing is I don't think I've ever seen him without a smile. Yeah. Especially when he sees you. He seems to smile a lot, so tell me about that. Yeah, well, the principles I've had in the past, they haven't always been my favorite. (laughs) I I had an assistant principal in middle school that I really liked just as much as I like my principal now, but I think he just enjoys coming to school and just seeing everybody. He likes being around the kids and he he makes them happy when we're doing well and he always wants us to come to him if we have problems and just to work through everything and I think that's really great to have a role model like him. Uh, I think it's important too because I think you got to trust the people that are in the authority position and I don't think that's always easy because my guess is that that when you're your age you you know you experiment with life and you experiment with things and you want to have a good time and I assume the most important thing at times is to have a good time. I mean, you know, you have your friends and it's social and all that stuff. And so you really need to be able to gauge that and not lose sight of doing something that could really turn your life upside down, especially where you have so many goals. I assume you want to play D1 basketball in college. Always been a dream of mine and I keep working hard to achieve it. So... So do you feel that you're, uh, well, maybe you could share with us the amount of work you got to do to be able to reach that level? Well, right now with AU, I'm pretty much practicing three times a week and then on, or two times a week and then the other three days during the weekday, I train and lift weights and work on jumping and shooting and skills like that. And then Pretty for the next six weeks in a row on the weekends, I'm going out of town for basketball tournaments with my AAU team, playing the and best teams in the nation. And then while you're doing that, you're also working on your hoops for the homeless, raising money, and making sure it gets built so that it's ready for this summer, right? Yep, and doing that, and then also trying to focus on my grades and keep them good. So do you feel you're pretty busy? Uh, extremely. And let me ask you, does that become a real problem for you? Does it make you nervous that you can't get everything done? Um, well, I definitely I get stressed out at times when I get a lot of homework, and then I know I have basketball, and then I meet with you or with Jeff Decker or, or with my aunt about the for the homeless and just trying to keep all that and and focus on which one at one time and just balancing all that at the same time gets really stressful, but... So far, I've tend to get it done, so I'm not that worried. Um, tell me a little bit about your trainer that you have three days a week. Tell me a little bit about who he is and, and kind of why you feel he's helping you get to the next level for your basketball. Well, Keith Jackson, he played at Xavier a couple of years ago, probably one of the highest flyers I've ever met, and he can jump out of the gym. And one of my major problems with my basketball is I can't jump. Or, well, I couldn't jump. I'm getting a little better now working with him, but I couldn't jump, and that's a serious problem. If you want to go on and play basketball, you need to be able to dunk the ball and to get rebounds and be strong, especially at how tall I am. And um, 
he's really been helpful to me. We we work out three times a week for about two hours, and we just jump, do a lot of jumping exercises and lift weights, and so far he's been very good. Well, I mean, as I understand it, the explosiveness and the vertical is really critical because you can shoot, and for a six foot eight who can shoot from the outside, if you get the inside and really get vertical on the thing, then you really got the best of both worlds, right? Yeah, that's very true. So it's really about getting the flexibility and just working on the jump rope and doing the things like that. Um, that's a lot of hours of working out. Are you tired afterwards? Yeah, extremely tired. I just like to go home, get a good dinner, and then just go to sleep right away. Well, just so we don't mislead anybody, I mean, you have had a number of double-doubles from rebounds and points, so it's not like you can't jump. It's just that you want to jump higher. And um, for those people listening, you know, I think that to have an inside and an outside game is really important because then you can move around. And I think your goal is to be able to play the three, the four, and the five, correct? Yeah, I like to be a player who can guard multiple positions and play multiple multiple positions on the court at different times. I think that's a really big thing. I think your coach at Indian Hills taught you about team, hasn't he, Coach Birch? Yeah, he has. He's he's tried to teach us a lot about family and what it's like, and just how, and especially AAU coach. Our our big thing is family. After every practice, we break out with. We say our, we say profits, and then we say family after that because the, I think for every team, no matter what sport it is or anything, that if you don't have the chemistry, you don't have the fa- you don't have family. I don't think you'll be able to win many games. Well, so I think um, if you look at your life, which moment from your life are you the most proud of? If you could say, can you pick maybe one or two moments that really stick out for you that just when you think about it gives you great joy? Well, I think when it, I think doing this project and starting it up was definitely probably my mo- the most proud moment I've had because I've my whole life I've been. I've been blessed with so many things, and to finally give back in such a big way, I think, was probably the time I've been most proud of in my life. And then other than that, probably just improving in basketball and getting better, because when I was a freshman and a sophomore, I wasn't really the... I was good, but I I never really stepped out of my shell till junior year, and I just think that I've been really proud of how I've how I've been improving. So do you have advice for younger people who are coming up like you and really want to step out of their shell and really realize their talent, which is, you know, coming into their own. Do you have any advice for them? To just continue to keep working hard and no matter how hard it gets to just keep doing it because there will always be, always be a positive that comes out at the end. And sometimes when it's tough, what do you do? Just keep going because even if you, it doesn't matter how tough it is because if you keep pushing through it, that's what makes you stronger. And do you feel that the most important thing is to win, or do you feel that the most important thing is to grow? I mean, what would you say is the most important thing when you're out there in the court? Obviously, everybody wants to win. And I kind of felt in the Louisville game that with the injury to wear, that they kind of had something special going for them. Did you kind of feel that way too? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously important to win, and it's fun to win, but... I think that if you, even if we lose a game, as long as we get better as a team and get better individually, but especially as a team, that 
that's what matters the most. And I think the ultimate goal at the end of each season in basketball or football is to get a championship. And I think for all the players, especially at Louisville, they were they, just like the shirts that they said they were going to win the championship for Kevin Ware. And I think it was a real, you could tell that they had a really strong, that Louisville team had a really strong family and that they were just all in it together no matter what happened. I think that's the most important thing. So when you're, um, after you win a game, what is it that you feel emotionally inside that's different from when you lose? Because I know you normally come out of the locker room a little bit, takes you a little bit longer when you lose. So maybe you could share with us what's going through your mind in those two situations. Well, when we win, we're all happy and and excited, and no matter, I'm still happy even if I didn't play well. Cause I'm just happy that we got a win as a team, and I just get, I'm just ready to celebrate with my teammates. And um, but when we lose, I I feel really bad about myself. Not not in a sense that maybe I didn't play as well, but just that our team didn't get better that game. That we didn't improve as much as we would, and I tended to sit in the locker room for a long time and just think of what I could have done better or what our team could have done better to get the win. So um, do you have something in special you want to say about your mother, about uh, Jean, about your mom, about the experiences that she's been able to afford to give you and and kind of like that? Because this is a perfect time for you to say it in front of all the people in 187 countries. Well, yeah, I'm just so thankful that my mom, she's been so great for me. She's always makes me breakfast every morning, packs me my lunches, is always there for me no matter what. She's When I have a bad game in basketball, she's always there to tell me that it's okay and to comfort me and to make sure that I'm fine and just love her. And I'm so thankful that I have such a good mom and dad. Yeah, thank you. Is there any one thing that you'd like to see me change? Because you're probably one, you and Dylan are probably the two people that could get me to do it. So probably in front of all this audience, is there anything in particular, any advice you want to give your father? Um, no, I wouldn't change anything yet. Everything you're doing is pretty good so far. You don't think I'm too stressed out or I work too hard or I'm uh, well, like... Yeah, of course you're too stressed out, but that's <laughs> a whole different story. We'll get to that. Uh, well, I'll try to do better. I really will. I... uh I'm blessed to have you as my son, as I am with Dylan. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of this project. Again, for our listeners, it's Hoops for the Homeless. It's go to www.talberthouse.com, www.talberthouse.com. www.talberthouse.org. Dot org. Oh, it is dot org? It's dot org. Okay. Well, I guess I've been wrong. I thought dot com, so I'm glad you reminded me. www.talberthouse.org. Yep. And um, please give, www.talberthouse.org. Um, and we need all the help we can get to finish this project for our veterans and for our homeless. Uh, we have just a few minutes left. I want to ask you a question that I've asked uh, the 67 previous people that I've interviewed, including Bob Costas and Leslie Stahl and Mike Brown and Tyrese Gibson and Brandy and so many people. I'm going to ask you a question. And you're the youngest one I've ever asked this question to. So as you look back over your 17 years on this planet, what do you really feel is the meaning of life, the purpose of your life on this planet? Uh, that's a tough question. Um, the meaning of life, what I think that life means to me is uh, 
Well, I think the most important part of life is family. Well, and religion, it just depends how religious of a person you are, but I think family. I think everybody needs a strong family, and and to have a mom and a dad like I do and a brother, I think that's what's meant. And just you always want to try to be a good person, even when people are mean to you or they do something you don't like, to not get equal with them, but to just forgive and forget and just live on because life is short and you always want to make the best of it every day. Well, it's well put, and certainly with Hoops for the Homeless, and with your dedication to Talbert House here in Cincinnati, Ohio, I think that you're giving back. So I'm going to ask you, i got two final questions, and then our time will be up. So if I could tell you that you could have dinner with anybody you wanted to have dinner with, who would it be? LeBron James. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to try to make that happen. So LeBron James would be your first choice. Who would be your second choice? Well, other than Oscar Robertson, um, second Were choice, you? probably Kate Upton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I put those two. First choice would be Kate Upton, second choice LeBron. Okay, that's a better way of going. Yeah. I think Kate Upton would be your first choice, LeBron yeah. James would be your second. You want to give us a third? Um, whew. Nah, we'll just leave it at those two. Okay, well, those are two good choices. And my final question, is there any one particular teacher that you want to ask him for an A for the rest of the year in your uh, class? Um, probably my math teacher. Okay, so Lisa ask your Campbell. math teacher. Lisa Campbell. Lisa Campbell, you want to ask her for an A for your math class? She'll yeah. probably tell you that you have to work really hard to get it, but... Uh, I'm sure that she'll appreciate that you mentioned her name. And are you working as hard as you can in math? Yeah, I'm trying to. Are you? Well, yeah, uh, you're hard, though, but I'm I'm working hard at it. Well, I've met your teachers. You have wonderful teachers, Lucas. You're very fortunate. And what we're going to try to do is, as you grow, and this is your future, this is our young people's future, we're going to do everything we can to try to make this planet a better place for you, whether it's our water, whether it's... Less or no wars, which we hope will be the case, whether it's giving back and whether it's making this a better place. Uh, you're a wonderful son. I'm really proud of you. Uh, our time is up, and I'd like to thank you, Lucas, my son, for sharing your journey with us. We're very appreciative that you were able to join us today. We're grateful for your projects, Hoops for the Homeless, www.talberthouse.org. I'd also like to thank our listeners for tuning into A Current Life on the Voice of America Variety Channel. This is your host, Jimmy Gould, signing off. And please join us next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time for our next episode. And until next time, I wish each and every one of you a journey filled with hope, inspiration, and success. And to you, Lucas, I love you. You're the greatest. You and Dylan are the loves of my life. And uh, thank you for giving back to our society and to our community for Hoops for the Homeless. Thank you for having me on the show. I love you, too. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody. Thanks again for joining us for A Current Life on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please tune in to another great program with your host, Jimmy Gould, next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time. We'll see you next week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 